Biden reported that when his eyes are closed, he can't see. The Kate Daly Show starts now. What if the Constitution no longer applied? What if the government could write any law, regulate any behavior, and tax any event? What if you could love your country, but hate what the government has done to it? What if Jefferson was right? What if that government is best which governs least? What if freedom's greatest hour of danger is now? Welcome to Kate Daly Show. So happy to be with you, of course, and... Uh, I can't wait to uh, get to today's show. It's a Friday show, and let me just tell you, I have a great guest, and we're going to be talking about the biggest story of the year that you're not hearing about. And Melissa touched on this on Wednesday and did a great job on Wednesday. And of course, uh, today, though, I have this amazing guest. And uh, let me just tell you, uh, Marlo Oaks uh, is my state uh, of Utah, the 26th state treasurer. And he was appointed in 2021 and then elected November 2022. Um, And of course, he spent most of his career in money management and is one of only two state treasurers with uh, institutional investment management experience. And because of his knowledge of capital markets, he's the leading in national charge to protect economic freedoms. He's appeared on national programs like Glenn Beck and The High Wire and Tucker Carlson. And uh, he's written for uh, The Daily Wire, Wall Street Journal. Welcome, Marlo Oaks. How are you? Thank you. Good. Good to Good. be on. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you um, are speaking out. I'm glad that you are highly visible on this because this is the biggest story not told. And this is the biggest story not really talked about by any mainstream outlet, of course. I wouldn't expect anything different. Um, but that's usually how the big stories go. But can you describe to people what is going on with the SEC and Wall Street, uh, the New York Stock Exchange? Yes. So... The New York Stock Exchange uh, went to the SEC and, at the end of September. So this is only, uh, you know, two, three yeah. months ago. Right. Uh, and said, we need a rule mm-hmm. that will allow us to list a company whose purpose isn't to make money in the traditional sense of that word. Mm-hmm. In other words, based on economic activity that you can track with traditional accounting standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need a rule that will allow us to... Um, uh, have revenue from basically uh, ecological services. These companies would provide um, ecological services to investors. Well, what does that mean? It means the processes in nature that create clean air, Mm -hmm. uh, clean water, um, that help us grow food, you know, the Mm -hmm. soil. Um, So putting a value on that. Mm -hmm. And that uh, means that it's an entirely different accounting system than what we have approved in the United States. Our GAAP accounting or um, IFRS, the International uh, Financial uh, Accounting Standards, uh, nationally or internationally, um, and so that requires an SEC rule, Securities and Exchange Commission rule, um, because they're looking at using a UN, a United Nations accounting system. It's mm-hmm. the United Nations System of Environmental Economic Accounting, um, which puts a value on natural processes and eco- ecosystem services. So it, it's really um, a, a completely new area of financialization, if you will, mm-hmm. basically financializing Mother Nature. Uh, and and so that's, that's what a natural asset company uh, would do. 
mm-hmm. and um, and it's it, it's a, a it's got a lot of problems with it. Whose brainchild was this? Who's the one that put this forth? Do you know? Um, yeah, so it's it's really um, um, the Rockefeller Foundation mm-hmm. is one of them, along with um, a Development Bank. Um, I've forgotten uh, the uh, Inter American Development Bank. Some some um, I think it's an NGO kind of an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've come together to create this in, uh, intrinsic exchange group, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're the ones that is working with the New York Stock Exchange. Um, to list these companies. Wow. So we have a situation where people left the COP28 and countries decided that they were going all in on this uh, climate change gobbledygook. Um, We're going to change the face of society. Um, The WEF told us a long time ago they were going to change and and thwart capitalism. They were going to take that from us. They were going to make sure that they introduced a whole new way of doing that. And this is one of the stepping stones to taking the lands or or like you said, making it very um, making the outcome very financial. It's a it's a it's a financial overhaul of of the things that are um, part of our country, our natural resources, our minerals, our, our water, everything. This is one of those stepping stones yeah. to that. Yeah. So um, so. It's interesting because uh, what they're what these natural asset companies are trying to do is is put a value on um, things that we might think of as sort of mother nature mm-hmm. um, processes, things like converting carbon dioxide into oxygen. You know that what what uh, happens right. during photosynthesis and um, uh, putting a value on uh, carbon being absorbed into soil. And how effective is soil at, at doing that? And and trying to maximize those kinds of processes um, of land. So, um, if you have forest service land, for example, mm-hmm. um, this could the management. It's it's really the management of the the those natural processes that the natural asset company would be trying to to maximize. Um, so they don't have to own the land, but they would they would manage mm-hmm. the land, and and they in order to do that they will not allow any unsustainable activity to happen. And so if you think about things that happen on our federal lands today, like mm-hmm. um, Bureau of Land Management, multi-use, the the, the idea that that we could uh, extract oil or or extract right. minerals at the same time. Um, we allow grazing and um, people to access the land for camping or, or whatever. That's that's the the idea of mul- multiple use on federal lands. If you move now to one where no unsustainable activity happens, you're talking about permanently stopping economically essential activities like grazing and mineral extraction and and even modern agriculture uh, because no synthetic fertilizers would be allowed. Um, and, and severely curtailing recreational access. So um, this is effectively uh, would lead to the destruction of, of rural America and the, the locking up of our natural resources, all in an effort to um, to address climate change. Oh, my gosh. It guts our country. It guts our property rights. What about private? I, I know a lot of people out there are thinking, I've got a home, I've got some acreage. Um, what can they do to that? So um, it's interesting right now in Montana, mm-hmm. there is uh, a situation where uh, I think it's um, 
the uh, wildlife refuge. Um, uh, I've forgotten. It might be fish and game. I don't remember. But anyway, they've uh, they've designated 5.8 million uh, acres of land in Montana, um, and some of that is public land, including federal land, some of it's state land, and some mm-hmm. of it's private land. Um, and it's a massive area. And if something like this uh, were to go into a, a natural asset company, um, if you have private land there, they don't necessarily take your land, mm-hmm. but uh, they they could restrict um, you know the activity that happens on on the public land. And if, you know, do, do they need right. to um, continue to provide road access or mm. you know things like that? I mean, wow. it, 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 you know, it, it, it's it's difficult to know exactly how this would play out. But we are seeing a case right now in Montana that that that, that is happening where people's land is is right in the middle of mm-hmm. a designated area that they're they're trying to turn into a kind of a, a wildlife. Uh, designated area, and and mm-hmm. uh, that's got serious ramifications for for those people on that land that they have. Yeah, I've seen that happen locally. Um, we have cases where they cut off roads to uh, the government owns lands that cut off roads to uh, mining, uh, people's private mm-hmm. mining, and um, and also, of course. All the stuff that that we know runs really runs the country, oil and gas, and and then preventing that. And so basically, they're existing to buy the ecosystem, the rights to private, federal, and state lands, permanently lock them away. That's the whole yeah, idea. In yeah, yeah, basically the yeah, and, and and even if they don't buy the land, if they buy the management rights to that land, they effectively mm-hmm. control what happens on the land. And so you don't have to own the land um, if you have the rights to how that land is managed. You, you essentially have control of the land. Right. It's like another way around it. Is anyone stopping this? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one politician. I know everybody should probably have an idea in their head of their favorite politician and ask why they're not speaking out. Is anyone speaking out on this? Warning everyone? Well, it, it, it really, yeah, it's really happened um, pretty rapidly. I know some people have been aware of this for a while, but it never um, mm. it, it, it wasn't really top of mind until the SEC um, published the proposed rule in October and provided a 21-day comment period, which is unusually short. Yeah. Um, usually you'd have 60 to 90-day comment period on this. And so there was clear, clearly an effort to uh, sweep this under the rug and hope that nobody mm-hmm. noticed it. Um, I was back in Washington, D.C. Uh, in the middle of October and, and meeting with um, some folks in Congress just um, because I was back there, and, mm-hmm. and nobody mentioned this, and that was in the middle of the comment period. So I don't think anybody, I don't think very many people knew about it at all. Um, and so when I heard about it at the end of October, mm-hmm. I, I knew that we had to get this out nationally, and so I was very grateful that the Wall Street Journal p- picked up the op-ed piece uh, that was published November 15th, where mm-hmm. I uh, tried to to uh, raise awareness on this, and and we are seeing um, uh, awareness growing, and that's Mm -hmm. why uh, programs like this are so important to get the word out here, because on the surface, this just seems nutty, um, and and it's hard to believe that that, um, they would be able to do this, and and yet here we are. You see it in the the, the federal registry. The the SEC and their proposed rule is there, and and there, there are things that are coming out now that um uh that show how 
serious this is and, mm-hmm. and that we do need to mobilize and have our voices heard. And, and, and that's, you know, that's why I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out talking to people uh, and, and appearing that. on programs like this. I so appreciate this. It's big. It's a really, really big deal. We're going to go to break in about 30 seconds, but this would allow BlackRock. So BlackRock, the late, latest report was that they own uh, 43%. They bought up 43% of the available single family homes in the country, 43%. And so they would be able to do this. Uh, foreign countries would be able to do this, correct? They would be able to come in and yeah. buy these, buy our property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's um, yeah. stunning, really stunning. This is why this is the biggest story you're not hearing about in America and why we're talking about it today, because we needed an additional show with Marlo Oaks um, on, uh, on board today to, to answer questions. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. This is huge, huge I can't tell you enough how big the story is. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. There you go.